And so we're going to start this year, and every year we start with prayer and fasting, and this year we're going to start with a series called Pray For. And the idea of this series is that we're, we're not just praying for ourselves, but that we're praying for others. So I want to introduce to you kind of a churchy word. Some of you, you will have heard this word many times. For some of you, it may be brand new, but it's the word intercession. And the idea behind the word intercession is that we... Who are, who are with Christ, who are in Christ, we intercede for others. We go to God on others' behalf to pray for them and to lift them up. And so this series is all about intercession. It's all about us who are in Christ, those of us that are, are in a relationship with Christ, who have been saved and redeemed and restored, praying for the world around us. And so, so there's going to be five weeks. This week we're starting, and the idea is that we're praying for ourselves. And then from that, we're going to go and we're going to look at who we are commanded to pray for in Scripture. And so praying for, we're going to see some victories. But, but, so I don't usually do this. Um, Pastor Jay does this, and he kind of gives me a hard time about the fact that I don't do this. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give you the title of my message I don't usually do this, but I want you to, he always says, you need to tell them the title of your message so they know where you're going, and that's why I want you to hear this today. The message today, so you know where we're going, is this, more than praying. We're starting this year with prayer and fasting, praying for, but I want you to hear this, more, it's about more than just praying. So today we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And, and I want you to hear, and I want you to be challenged, I want you to be inspired by God's Word, and I want us to be a part of victory in, in our community, in our families. And so I want you to stand with me. This is 2 Corinthians 5. This is Paul's second letter to the church um, in Corinth, or the second recorded letter. And let me just give you a real quick background. Um, Paul had been changed by God. You're going to hear about this. He'd been redeemed and restored, made new by God. And then he was sent as a missionary. And so he had gone to Corinth and started the church. But then there were problems, and the people in the church turned away from God and kind of turned against Paul. And so this, at this point, there has been some restoration. They, they, Paul is writing back, hoping that the people will continue to be redeemed and restored and that the relationships will be made right, but not just the relationship between him and the church, but their relationship with God. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore God, Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You can have a seat. So this is, this isn't, this text is not about prayer. We're starting our prayer and, and fasting 
series with a text that's not about prayer, but I believe that this is a foundation or a basis, uh, a starting point that will help us understand why and how we're to pray over the next month and beyond. So let's look through this. The first verse in verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. So, so it's New Year's. How many of you do like New Year's? Like how many of you have, I'm going to change some things this year. I'm going to, things are going to be different. They're going to be new. Anyone? No one? A few of you? I, I got three texts this morning from different pastors that said, hey, this is, this is what this year, one of them sent me his goals and said, here are my goals. Here's, here's what I want you to help me, um, hold me accountable to. The, this is what I want to see God do, how I want to see things change in the next year. And so we typically, at the beginning of a year, and listen, maybe you didn't raise your hand, but I know, because I, just from conversations and things that I've heard, I know that this time of year, a lot of us have been thinking back to what's happened before, and thinking ahead about what we want to see in the new year. And, and so we are all about that change. And so, so this fits perfectly with the new year. The idea that, that therefore if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Let's just start by saying this. If we are in a relationship with Christ, if we are living in Christ, we are made new. This is good news. See, we on our own, we're broken, we're imperfect, we're messed up. But in Christ, we are made new. I think there are far too many Christians, or I don't, I don't want to be judgmental, but people that call themselves Christians that have not been made new. I think sometimes we think that, that being a Christian is about being a better version of something else. We're just a little, we don't do those things. We act a little bit better. Th that's not what this is. Being a follower of Christ, being in Christ means that we are made new. We are redeemed and restored and we are a new creation. And the old is gone. The new has come. We are called as the followers of Christ, as the people of Christ, to be new creations. And guess what? The world needs the church to be new creation, to be redeemed and restored. And so if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. I was thinking about this. Why do you pray? Think about it. Maybe share it with a neighbor. Let's get, let's get some movement in the room. Let's talk to each other. Why, why do you pray? What's the goal that you have in prayer? When you pray, let me ask you that. I'll, I'll, I know sometimes I need to lead you in this, in this thought process. When you pray, do you pray that things will just stay the same? How often do you pray just, hey, God, you know, just keep me going. You know, same thing as yesterday. God, you know. Don't change anything up. Uh, some of you probably pray that prayer. Don't change anything up. Don't change my seat. Don't change music. Don't. We pray because we want to see change, right? We pray because we want to grow. Whether it's for us or for others, our prayers are because we want to see change. I've got good news today. Our God is the God of change and new life and reconciliation. And so when we pray... 
We're praying for what God wants to see. God wants us to be made new, redeemed, restored. We serve a God of transformation. And so, listen, God's will is not for a bunch of churches to have zeros next to salvations. God's will is not for the church to look the same way next year than it it did this year. God's will is that we would see new life, redeemed, restored, transformed lives. Our God changes things. Our God gives new life. So verse 18 says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the, rec- the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So let's, let's work through this. All this is from God. Listen, who I was, broken, messed up, selfish. I, I'm, I'm going to you know I confess to you quite often. I'm, I'm going to confess to you today that there are, there are parts of my life that at times, if I'm left to my own devices, can be selfish and can be broken. Our God gives new life. All this is from God. I, I want you to see how this works. God has reconciled us to himself through Christ. What did you hear there? Did you hear God, we have reconciled ourselves to God? No. God has reconciled us to himself through Christ. So, so we just celebrated Advent season and Christmas, and we celebrated the birth of Christ, our Savior. That was our God, the God of the universe, initiating and making a way for us to be redeemed and restored. Our God loves us so much that he reconciled us in our brokenness. See, we, God didn't mess up. We, man, chose our own way and became selfish, and we were the ones, we all acknowledge that the world around us is broken, right? It's not broken because of God. It's broken because of us. So there was this chasm, there was this brokenness, but God... It's from God, reconciled us to himself through Christ. Let me me give you an example. So earlier this year, I had a friend. I'd been friends with this this guy for 17 years. And nothing happened. We didn't get in a fight. um, But we believed differently on something. I didn't yell at him. I didn't try to force my beliefs um, down his throat. But because I believed differently on something than he did he decided that we were no longer going to be friends and stopped speaking to me. I said, man, we've been friends 17 years. We've been through a lot. Like, let's talk this out. Nope. I don't want anything to do with that. And so there is this brokenness in our relationship. And and I'm just, listen, I want to be honest with you. I want that relationship to be restored. I, I love that guy. He's been a friend of mine for a long time, and I hate that there's brokenness in our relationship, but can I, this is where I'm going to confess to you. There's also a part of me that wants restoration, but only when he does the work he needs to do to make things right. Have you ever been there? Anyone? Am I just a bad person? 
I, I really do. I want the relationship restored, but I didn't break it. And, and, I, and sometimes I'm tempted to think, I want to be friends again, but for that to happen, you need to do what you need to do to make that work. That's how I, in my selfishness, in my humanity, think of things. Listen to how God thinks of it. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Do you want to know how much God loves you? We broke it. We became broken. We chose our own way. God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us and to redeem and restore us and reconcile us. And so I'm, I'm kind of like, hey, earn your way back. God says, I love you and I will do anything to redeem and restore you. God's love leads to our reconciliation through Christ. Listen, if you need some good news today, it's this. The God of the universe loves you. And yes, there are things about you that aren't perfect. Our God loves you and our God wants to make you new, make you holy and right. And, and so, so listen to what I said there. We are not reconciled so that we can continue living in brokenness and selfishness and, and sinfulness. We are reconciled so that we can live the right way, righteous and loving, holy and loving lives. God didn't send Jesus to earth just so that we could feel better about our brokenness. God wants to change us and make us new. So at the start of 2022, we may have a lot of different resolutions or we may want some things to change. Listen, the number one thing that needs to happen this year is we need to be who we were created to be. We need to be redeemed and restored by God. And guess what? That, that selfishness in my heart that says, hey, I want this relationship fixed, but that needs to be changed. That's got to go. That's not the right way to love others. And so, so God loves us so much that God redeems and restores us, and God wants us to be made new. So the first prayer that we have as we start this new year should be this. We should pray to be holy and loving, to be who we were created to be, not to just have a, more money this next year, not to have a better time, not to lose weight. We need to pray that we will be who we were created to be, that God will redeem and restore us and make us new. So, so God is the God of changing, but, but it doesn't stop there. God reconciled us to himself. It goes on and says, God gives us the ministry of reconciliation. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So it's not just about God change me, make me whole, but it's about the fact that God is sending us to be ministers of reconciliation. Paul's a great example of this. Paul was messed up. He was a murderer. He was trying, he was going after followers of Christ. He wanted to ruin the church. And guess what? God, the God of transformation, the God that makes all things new, showed up and changed his life, and then God sent him to be a minister. He goes to Corinth, starts the church, and even in this letter, this correspondence, he's trying to be a minister of reconciliation. I want you to hear this. As we start 2022 and we focus on prayer and fasting, sometimes in the church, 
Sometimes in the church, we think of prayer and fasting as something that's a behind the scenes, detached thing. And it's really easy for us to be comfortable and to, to pray and to do the behind the scenes work. I want you to understand that we are called to share in the mission of reconciliation of the world around us. So number one, we're transformed, we're made new, but number two, we are sent. So let's go back to my, my friendship. In my heart, I think, hey, I want this to be right, but you've got to do what you've got to do to make it right. You know what this tells me? This tells me that God didn't wait for me to earn, to make it right. God sent his son so that I could be redeemed and restored and made new. You know what that means for me? That means I need to take the step of being an agent of reconciliation. Full transparency, I haven't had the conversation yet. But my job as someone changed by God is to be an avenue, to be a a conduit that God can change others and change, redeem and restore all things. So I have work to do. We have work to do, and we're not just called to pray from a distance. We're not just called to be prayer warriors. We are called to be prayer warriors, but we're not just called to be prayer warriors. We pray with the understanding that it's God's will to use us to bring reconciliation. Let me say that again. We pray, and we should pray. We should be faithful behind the scenes. We should be faithful in prayer, but we pray knowing that it's God's will to use us to bring change and reconciliation. That's what God wants from us. God doesn't want us to just sit back and say, God, magically change this. God wants us to be available and God wants to use us, his people, who have been redeemed and restored to bring that to others. See, we are all called to be ministers. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are a minister. All right, we're going to do it again. I, I caught you off guard that time. Turn and say, you're a minister. You're a minister of reconciliation. Come on, let's go. You are called, every single one of you that is living in Christ, every single one of you that has accepted the salvation and the grace of God, every single one of you is called to be a minister of reconciliation. Turn and say, you're a minister. Say, you're not going to get a paycheck from the church. We can't afford that. But you're a minister. I, I, I want you to hear this today. This is This is real. Every single one of us is called to be a minister. Every single one of us that God has has changed, every single one of us whose grace God has been poured out on, we are called to be ministers of reconciliation. And too often the church says, I'm going to let the paid people do it, or I'm going to let the, you know, the the guy that's good at sharing his faith, I'm going to let him be the one that does that all. And there are way too many Christians that are content being a behind-the-scenes prayer warrior. God wants to call all of us to be changed and to be ministers of change. Listen to me today. At the, hear me, church. At the start of 2022, if this year is going to be a year of victory for the church, it's not going to be because of me. 
And it's not going to be because of the music. It's going to be because God has changed and redeemed and restored each and every one of us, and God is sending us to redeem and restore the world around us. We are ministers. So number one, I want you to pray that God would redeem and restore the stuff in your life. If there's something in your heart that, that needs made new, something that needs reconciled, I want you to pray that God would reconcile that. Number two, I want you to pray for opportunities to minister. This changed, this changed my life. A few years ago, I mean, I went to church my whole life, and, and I, I did the right things, and I prayed, and listen, I, I'm not saying I wasn't a Christian. I, I, was a, I was following Christ the best way I knew how, but a few years ago, I, I got to the point that I said, you know what, I've been praying for all of these other people. My friends, I've been praying for them to know God. I've been praying for them to be redeemed and restored. And it hit me that maybe God wants to use me to do that. And so I started praying this prayer. And this is what really, I mean, I, I'm telling you, this changed things. I started praying this prayer every day. God, give me opportunities to be a minister for you. Not a paid pastor, not somebody who preaches, give me opportunities today to minister for you. And you know what happened? All of a sudden, conversations that I didn't see that in, I all of a sudden saw opportunities. People that I had known for years, God started opening up doors. And I realized that the change that I pray for is the change that God is calling me to help make happen. It's not that we redeem and restore people. It's not that we save people. We can't. But we are called to be ministers of his reconciliation. So I want you to pray first that God would, would make you new, that God would take anything in your heart that's not pleasing and perfect and would take it and make it new and redeem it and restore it. But number two, I want you to pray as we start 2022 that God would give you opportunities to minister. I'm, I'm telling you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, the people you see on a daily basis, God wants to work and God wants to use you to do that. So pray for opportunities to minister. And, and here's the big challenge that, that I want to challenge you to. Don't just pray for, for things that are hands off. I want to challenge you not to pray for things unless you're willing to invest in them. Far too often we say like, yeah, I'll pray for that. Yeah, I'll pray for you. Yeah, I'll pray for that person. I want to challenge you as you pray for opportunities to minister to not pray for things unless you're willing to be used by God to change them. Because I'm going to tell you, God wants to redeem and restore. Look at what it says. All this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, verse 19, that God was reconciling the world to himself. What was the word there? That God was reconciling what? the world to himself. See, this is a big thing. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but you are a part of the biggest thing happening in the world, and that's God redeeming all things. And so we are, we are restored, we are redeemed, we are made new, and we are called to be ministers of that in others, not just to pray for it, and we should pray for it, 
but we're called to take action. God is reconciling the world to himself. Have you ever seen someone and thought like, ah, that person's too far away? Are there people in your life that you've looked at and you've thought like, I just, it's gonna take a few miracles for that person. God didn't just send his son for the people that were almost there. God didn't just send his son for the people who were nice people, but, but not believers. God sent his son to redeem the world. The first thing you need to pray for is that God will redeem your heart and restore your heart and make your heart new. The second thing is that God will give you opportunities to minister. The third thing is that God will give you eyes to see the world as he sees the world. I was, at, I, I was so lucky to get to go to the UC game a few days ago down in Dallas. That's why I'm so tired today. Um, and, and I got to go to the game, and there was this moment in the game where it was in between plays, and people were coming in and out of the seats, and like nothing, there was no bad thing happening, but this, this lady got really upset that somebody was in her way. And she looked at her and said, get out of my, I mean, it was like the nastiest, most vile attitude I had seen over nothing. You know people like that, that are just like, you want to stay away? I want you to hear something. God, God loves those people. God wants to redeem and restore those people. The people in your life that have wronged you, the people in your life that that seemed the furthest away, God came to redeem and restore all things. And so my prayer is that number one, we would be right with God, we would be holy and loving towards God and others. Number two, that, God, that we would understand that we are called to ministry. And number three, that we would have eyes of reconciliation. That we wouldn't see people as lost or gone, but that we would see people the way God does as his children. Verse 20 says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Let me ask you a question. If you're the ambassador for God, what do people see? If you're the representative, if we, the church, are the representative for God in the world, which we are, what are people seeing? I don't know if you feel important today, but you're important. You are an ambassador of Christ we are ambassadors of Christ as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. God's plan is to redeem and restore you. So beginning of 2022, what do you need to pray for? Number one, that God would redeem and restore your heart, make all things new. Number 20, uh, the second thing in 2022 you need to pray for is opportunities to be a minister of reconciliation. And the third thing is that you would have eyes to see the world as God does. The worship team's going to come up, but I want to, I want to pray for you here in a minute. Everyone, you should have in front of you. Last week, we did prayer on cards. If you look in front of you, in the seat in front of you, there should be a card that looks like this. Everybody grab it and hold it up so I, I know you're with me. If you're in the front or maybe one was taken in first service, um, get someone else to help you out. Someone around you should be able to hand you one. There's also pens in the seat in front of you. This is what I want us to do as we start 2022 and as we pray for. I want you to write your prayer. 
You'll see up there on, on, on the pallets that there are the prayers from last week. What we're doing is we're building a prayer wall. And each week we're going to respond with the prayer of our heart to God. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to start by writing your prayer. Number one, are there things in your life that need to be surrendered, that need to be redeemed and restored? Number two, are there opportunities that you have to minister to be an agent of reconciliation? Number three, that God would help you see the world as he sees it. I want you as, I'm gonna pray, and then I want you as we sing this last song to write your prayer. When you're done writing it, bring it up and put it on the altar. Nobody's gonna read it. We're not trying to, we're, we're not trying to find out your dirty laundry or anything like that. This is your prayer to God. Number one, God, redeem and restore my heart. Number two, give me opportunities to minister. And number three, give me eyes to see the world the way you see it. Father, I thank you for each person that's here, and I thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, none of us could have fixed ourselves. We were all broken. We were all selfish and sinful, and none of us could have redeemed or reconciled ourselves. But you, Lord, and your grace and your mercy and your love redeemed us. You sent your son to give us life. And Lord, you want us to be ministers of your love and your reconciliation to others. So I pray, Lord, that you would, you would just help us right now. If there are parts of our, if there are relationships where maybe our heart isn't in the right place and, and we need to surrender that to you, I pray that we would write those down. I pray that if there are attitudes in our heart or our mind that, that don't please you, Lord, I pray that you would, you would help us to surrender those to you. Lord, continue to make us more like you. Transform us into your image. And, and Lord, maybe there are some in here that, that have been more behind the scenes in their faith. I pray, Lord, that you would give us opportunities. I pray that you would help each and every one of us to understand and realize that you are calling us to be ministers of the gospel. Help us to be available and open. And Lord, help us to see the world around us the way that you see it. Lord, 2022 is gonna be a year of victory. I believe it. I believe you wanna do great things. So as we sing this last song and as we pray, and as we respond to you through writing out our prayers, I pray, Lord, that you would just continue to work, that we would see victories in our own heart and the world around us, and that there would be no zeros this year, but that we would build your kingdom together in Jesus' name. Amen. Write your prayers, and when you're, when you're done writing, bring them up, and let's worship and pray together.